Welcome to the Transit Lounge. I'm your host, Chandra. As a recovering workaholic, I want to explore how you can do more of what you love without burning out. I'm on a mission to promote true well-being, the contented state of being happy, healthy, and prosperous. Through interviews with savvy entrepreneurs, authors, and industry experts, we'll share insights, inspiration, and practical tips on how you can be CEO you in the business of your life. Let's go. Hey there, and welcome. Welcome and thank you for being here and listening to another episode of the Transit Lounge podcast. I'm excited about today's episode because it is part three of the three-part mini-series of episodes of the three stages of career change. And you know, when I did the first episode, I hadn't actually originally intended for it to be a three-parter, but it just sort of ended up that way. Because as sort of when I started doing that first episode, I just decided that I wanted to go a bit deeper into each of the three stages or phases rather than just skim over them quite quickly so that you would have some more practical tips on what to do in each stage to keep moving you forward. So if you have listened to the last two episodes that cover part one and two, then you're ready to dive into this episode. If you haven't had a chance to listen to part one and part two yet, I really encourage you to go back and listen to those two episodes before you listen to this one because they sort of build on each other. And this episode will be here ready for you when you have listened to those ones. But if you have listened to those last two, then you are ready to dive into this episode, which is part three of the three stages of career change. And that stage is implementation. And that's when you actually crack into taking some kind of action. Now, I like to think of myself as an ideas person. There is never a shortage of ideas in my head and very often there is never a shortage of ideas coming out of my mouth. But sometimes I am actually acutely aware that as a human being, the issue and challenge is very rarely a lack of ideas. The issue more often is a lack of implementation. So this stage of action and implementation is really important because without taking any action, without actually doing the things that you identified that need to be done in stage two, like all the things that you want to achieve and that you know that you are going to need to do, if you don't do those things, then nothing happens. You have to not just think about what you want You have to also do the things that make it more likely that you're going to actually get to a stage where you will be doing work that you love or at least making progress towards what that might actually look like or be for you. And that can take some time, which is why there are three stages that you go through. Now, this implementation action stage is also important because it saves you from staying eternally in the one day, maybe someday, constant perpetual potential, as someone explained to me once. And a quote that I heard from a very successful, really inspiring 
entrepreneur and business owner, James Wedmore, is he said, clarity comes from action. And I loved it when I heard that because it just made so much sense. Because for me, I had to accept and realize that I was often just procrastinating or overthinking things or over planning things and I wasn't exactly sure if I should do this thing or that thing or if if that one would work better than this one or this was the right thing and that wasn't or whatever I was weighing up but the reality is that beyond a certain point of thinking and planning because I am a fan of both of those things as being important but beyond a certain point it becomes not useful anymore and you have to just actually start to take some action You have to do something. And in the doing of whatever that thing is or those multiple things are, you will get more information or feedback or knowledge or something or whatever, which is going to help create more clarity for you about what the options are and what potentially your next steps could be. Because we rarely know all the steps that we are going to have to take to achieve something. And in fact, I've often been in a situation where I've thought with hindsight of achieving something that if I had actually known before I started all the steps and all the work that had to go in to make that thing happen then I probably wouldn't have actually got started in the first place so I actually think it's sometimes a bit of a bonus that we don't know all the steps because sometimes that might stop us in our tracks. So we don't actually need to know all of the steps. We only ever really need to know high level, where do we want to go? What's the kind of end game that we're heading towards? And what are just the next few steps, the first few steps from where you are now that will get you started? And then once you take those first couple of steps, then you start to see what the next few steps will be after that. The analogy that I heard once was that let's just say you're in Sydney and you want to drive to Melbourne or somewhere uh, at night. Now, and you turn on your headlights on your car and those headlights are not going to show you the entire way to Melbourne when you're just out the front of your house. You have to get started and the lights will just show you just enough of a distance that's safe to see which way to go. And as you drive, They show you the next section of the road and the next section and so on and so on until you get there. And any other kind of progress is a bit similar to that. So you don't want to wait and expect that unless you can see every step, it means it's not time to start. You need to look at it as I don't know all the way, but I just know the next couple of steps and take those steps. And you know why else taking action is important? And this one doesn't feel so good, but it's important because sometimes if you don't, then you might get what is commonly called the universal boot. If you know that you're unhappy in your work and you've felt that way for a while, maybe you've explored some options to try to make things better and it's just not happening, then at some point you have to step up and take responsibility for the choice to stay or go. And if you actively decide to stay for whatever reason or combination of reasons, then at least that's a choice you've actively made. You're not just being a victim and acting as if you don't have a choice and letting life just barrel you. If you're hanging on though, when you actually really want to leave, but maybe you're scared, which 
is totally understandable. Or maybe you're unsure of what exactly to do next or how to make that happen. And that means that you don't really make any decision at all. You just sort of stay in limbo for an ongoing time. Then that's when the universal boot can come to town and start throwing some curveballs your way to try to get you to make some kind of move. For me, the universal boot was my health. I knew that I wasn't happy in my last corporate job for quite a long time, but I just kept trying to ignore it, to be honest. I, on some levels, thought to myself, oh, look, I'm on a pretty good thing here and maybe if I, if I just stick it out for a bit longer, if I just keep working just a little bit harder to just try and get on top of things just at the moment, then things will be better on the other side of whatever I was currently tackling. Maybe things would change. Maybe my boss would change or get better or maybe the projects that I was working on would get somehow less complicated or the clients would be easier to deal with or whatever. I had all the stories of excuses of why to stay. And I was just hoping. But as you probably would have heard before, hope is rarely a successful strategy for creating any kind of worthwhile change. And then, of course, because I ignored all the signs, ignored that inner voice of, the, of mine that we all have, I just started getting sick. And it got to a stage where I felt like I was just sick all the time. And I was tired. So, so tired all the time. And emotional. But despite that, I still didn't do anything really to change. Even though a big part of me knew that what was causing me to be sick was what I was doing for work. And then I got diagnosed with severe adrenal fatigue. And for me, that was just a massive warning shot to me that if I didn't do something significant, if I didn't change something soon, that I could end up doing even more damage to my body and end up with chronic fatigue, which some of my family have had, and potentially a whole host of other autoimmune conditions and other problems. And that was the universal boot for me and it led me to start to make some changes. Now, I didn't quit my job straight away, but I saw that as the real kick up the butt to look seriously at, is this the way that I want to live my life? Is this what I want my life to be? And it was scary to look at that and to be considering all the implications of what would happen if I quit my job and what that would mean and a whole host of things that comes up when you make that sort of decision. But for me, it was the start of me really stepping into this phase of actually taking some action. For other clients that I've worked with, it may, the universal boot may have been a sudden unexpected redundancy that they just did not see coming and were not really prepared for. And sometimes especially if they've been working at a place for a while, a redundancy can be seemingly quite attractive. But if you're not emotionally and psychologically ready for it, it's not always the huge blessing that you think it might be. For others, it has been a business restructure that meant that they were either sidelined or depositioned, demoted, or 
that their dissatisfaction with their work showed up in various self-sabotaging activities or behavior that ended up in them getting fired or on the home front relationship challenges or breakdowns. And I can tell you that none of those options is any fun. So the best way for you to prevent or avoid the universal boot is that if you are starting to feel like you want to make a move into doing work that feels more aligned to who you are, to where you're at in this stage of life, to be feeling more meaningful, playing to your strengths and actually feeling a bit rewarding in all the ways that you want something to feel rewarding, then you've got to do something to start to move towards doing work that you actually enjoy. And you may not have to quit your job straight away. Not straight away unless you already know that that's what you want and need to do and you might be at that place already. But even you starting to to take some small actions that are going to start to get you moving is going to give you a different perspective on things. And that alone can actually make you feel a little bit more in control of your work situation. Even if on the surface, it doesn't actually change. You keep doing what you're doing, but instead you're changing by stepping up to being your own boss in work and life. And that feeling actually can help change the perspective of where you're at. It doesn't make everything magically okay, but it does give you a sense of empowerment about what you're doing and not doing. And just the fact that you're taking some action. It could be that you just start to instigate some coffee chats or catch-ups with people in your network who can potentially just help you explore potential options that might be out there. Or it could be talking with someone in HR in your organization if that's appropriate. Maybe it's you uh, just starting to brainstorm some roles that you might be interested in or brands that you would like to work for. Maybe it's starting to capture some of your past projects that you could reference as stories, as little case studies to share in interviews and things like that. Or it could be starting to flesh out that business idea that you've had that's maybe been kicking around in your mind for a little while that you talk to your partner or your friends about, but you haven't really done anything to get off the ground yet. Maybe it's making a list of the must-haves of your next ideal role, what that looks like, creating a bit of a scope, if you like, of it must have this in order for it to be a worthwhile move, a meaningful move. These are the things that I want to be spending my time doing or the the boxes that need to be ticked. And then you can do a nice to have list of other things that would be, oh, that would be really great. It's not an essential, but you start to dream a little bit, start to create a picture of what that ideal next thing looks like. It could be going out and starting to have some conversations and taking action that are going to help you get your first or new client for a product or service that you're wanting to get off the ground. It could be reaching out to a coach like me, for example, to work with you to help you get moving in the right direction. Or it could be just teaming up with an accountability buddy to help keep you on track and taking action so that time doesn't just drift by without you actually making progress. Any kind of action like that is going to be getting you closer to doing work that you love, as well as giving you more information so that you can either feel even more confident about moving in that direction 
or start to rethink depending on what you find. An example of that was a client that I was working with and she was wanting to transition from an industry she'd been working in for many, many years and into a new one. And she had quite a lot of transferable skills that she'd built up over time in what she had been doing. But there were also some significant training gaps, if you like, in terms of core skill set that she would have to have that she'd likely need um, to close that gap before she'd be considered for the types of roles that she was looking at. And she started doing some early thinking, I guess, uh, about this new industry. And she started sort of discovering a few bits and pieces and she sort of had made an assumption about a particular role that she thought was going to be a fit for her, for where she was at Uh, in both her life stage and salary expectations and that kind of thing. And one role in particular was sort of she thought better suited to her. But there was another role that she kind of felt like the actual work that she'd be spending time to do, the other role seemed to appeal to her more. So she'd been holding off doing very much about this change and just trying to make decisions with not much information, just waiting and thinking but not doing much. So then as we started to continue to work together, she started taking some baby steps while she was still in her existing job. And as a result, she found out more information about the new industry, about the types of roles, about the expectations of training to have been completed or experience to have, uh, salaries, all kinds of information, a lot of which surprised her because it was a bit different than what she had thought from looking externally. And that information made her and helped her rethink a few things, including which type of role that she would most likely want to go for. Now, she had almost committed prior to going out and starting to have these conversations, she'd almost committed to a seriously expensive training course that would not actually have been necessary for this new role that she thinks is more suited to what she wants to do. So I really encourage you, if you are at stage three of making career change into doing work that you actually love and you've done the work from stage one and two, you're now at a point where you can start taking some small actions that will actually help you take the next action get more info, take the next action, and so on and so on, until you find yourself in a whole new space with more information and more clarity that you can use to take whatever the next big leap is as soon as you are ready. Because I'm not a fan of encouraging people to just quit your job because you've had a bad few days or been going through a bit of a slump. You've got to have quite a few important things in place before you should do that. You want to make sure that you're really clear on how you want things to be, not just how you don't want them to be. And I think there's a natural instinct for us to be really clear about what we don't want, but not necessarily as clear on what we do want. And that's okay, but it's a phase to work through. You want to be clear 
about the financial plan because money is a reality in making significant career change, especially later in life where you tend to have more commitments, more responsibilities than when you're younger. So how are you going to ensure that you can make this move without getting into financial stress and pressure or as we were talking with a another client this morning that you know so that you're not going to get to a point where you're just going to be having to live in your car you want to make sure that you also have access to the right kind of support to guide you as you make the change so that it can be as easy and stress-free for you as possible there is going to be some discomfort there is probably going to be some stress because it's going to be unfamiliar some of that is okay Too much of that is going to handbrake you. So you need to make sure you're setting yourself up with the right kind of support. And the only way to get all of those things in place is to start to implement, start taking some action, start having some conversations to see what's out there that's going to help you get clarity as you take the next step and the next step. Now, if you are at stage three and stage three sounds like stage five Klingon or whatever that joke is, but if you are at stage three and you're considering a a considerable change in your work life, then a fantastic small action that you could take that would help you is to download my new free guide, which is the top 10 in-demand skills for women making career change. It's a quick read summary, if you like, of the top skills that you can leverage to help make your next career move more easily and more confidently. And you can download that free guide to see which ones of those top 10 you already have and which ones to focus on as you move through whatever stage you're at in making your career change. I'll include the link in the show notes. Well, that's it for this week and for this three-parter mini episode series. I hope you got some good insights and ideas and are just starting to see perhaps which stage of career change you're at and what you need to work on and work through to keep you moving towards doing work that you love. Because I want you to see that that is possible and it is possible for you and that you deserve it. I believe that every person on the planet deserves to do work that they love and that by doing that they are contributing their highest value whilst they are here on the planet. So I want to support you to make that possible for you. So I really hope this has given you some insights that can inspire you to just get started. Start taking some small steps and then see what the next step is and the next step. I hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Transit Lounge. If you liked it, please do me a favor and leave a review so I can keep doing more episodes for you. And come and say hi in the private Facebook group, The Transit Lounge, being CEO you in the business of your life. I really look forward to connecting with you there. And until then, do whatever you can to create a future that you will love through the choices you make today.